Yes, people, how are we all doing? I hope we're all doing really well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Ben and Pearson. And today, again, I know it's been the last few times, it's been the same thing, but we are taking a clip from another one of my most recent YouTube videos with Zach Jones. We trained at Ultraflex, we got a good pull session in, but then we sat down and had a little bit of a 20, a 30 minute chat. So Zach is an online coach and I first heard of Zach about a few months ago when you probably might have seen it if you're in the fitness industry on Instagram, a certain bodybuilder in Ultraflex Durham posted on their Instagram story a guy filming himself with a tripod and pretty much called him a C-U-N-T. Now that person was Zach. That's how I got to know Zach. I dropped Zach, Zach a message and then a few months later we met up and got a session in. So we discussed this in the podcast and we also discussed one of the conditions that he deals with or what he suffers with, which is perfuse disease, which is a disease in the hip. The hip joint, it causes him a lot of pain. He's had to have surgery for that and it obviously causes him a lot of issues in the gym. So we touch on that and obviously a lot of other things to do with fitness, to do with training, to do with mental health and Zach's journey. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. Give Zach a follow. I'll put his Instagram information in the show notes but yeah we'll jump straight into this one and also check out the youtube video if you haven't already to see the poll session we'll jump straight in this is process all right we're rolling with it there we go. Zach's not happy, he hasn't, he hasn't got his good side. No, I've not so got his good gonna, side. Is he, is yeah, he yeah. sat like this the whole time? No, I might just do a little bit of a twist and just, just start talking like that, you know. <laughs> I was going to quad, quad tense in here, but I will have the camera. That was a good session, that's something something different. Yeah. A little bit of bodybuilding. My training's slightly changed. What's, what you, you, would you say your training's typically like? Just like typical bodybuilding or? So, yeah, I've always followed like a typical bodybuilding style split. Um, I've never ever been someone that's been interested in being strong never trained for strength. I mean, there's obviously the occasional time that when I might get in with a mate and like, right, we'll see how much we can lift. Yeah. But I've never, the last time I've did something like a one rep, two rep max was, I'd say a good, like four, probably five years ago. Um, but for me, I just don't really see the benefit. And like I said, I'm not really interested in strength. If I could bench the bar and have a good chest, I would yeah. do that. Like I, I generally don't care what I look like with in terms of the numbers. Um, plus as well, I just, I find that you've got a reduced injury risk, obviously with my hip, which I'm pretty sure what we'll get into as well. Yeah. Bodybuilding movements, you can stay very stable. You can use a lot of machine-based stuff, which won't aggravate my hip. Um, and obviously I can grow while I'm doing that as well. Yeah, I think you don't need to go heavy. If, you, if your goal is like just purely looking good, you don't need to go super heavy. You don't need to squat, bench and deadlift. You don't need to try and max out every single week. Like I've got a lot of young clients who are coming in. Like I've got a lad who's 17. And like he comes in, does a normal session, but then I know, because I've trained his brother as well, goes yeah, to the gym yeah. with his mates. Yeah. And then um, my client's like, yeah, um, my brother's just been doing like one rep max bench press every single session, one <laughs> yeah, rep max. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not what I set him, but yeah. like, fair enough, if you're young and you enjoy that sort of stuff, go and do it. Like there's no harm in doing it. There is going to be a little bit of benefit, but if your goal is to look good and you've got to think the longevity, like well, obviously we'll touch on about injuries and stuff. Yeah. I've had a lot of injuries. You've had a lot of issues with injuries. But if your goal is purely to look good, drop the weight down, you can just focus on more mind-muscle connection, do a little bit higher volume stuff, and just you're gonna you're gonna be able to do it for longer rather than hammer yourself a heavy weights, getting injured young, which a lot of people kind of find out the hard way is, is what happens. Um, and you'll probably you'll benefit long term. But talk about your hip. Talk about my hip. Talk about well, when did it start? start? What, what is what's the issue? So what I've got with my hip, it's something called Perthes disease. Um, scientific term is called a vascular necrosis so basically when you look at a normal hip joint you've got like a ball and you've got a socket and with Perthes disease it's unknown how it happens um to date but basically you've got blood supply to all of the bones in your body 
and this becomes disrupted for a reason which isn't known at the minute. Um, and obviously if the bone supply to the hip joint is disrupted, there's no oxygen that gets there. If there's no oxygen, then there's no nutrients. If there's no nutrients, then the bone obviously begins to die. Um, and when you've got a bone which doesn't necessarily have nutrients and it's dying, you try to walk on it, it's gonna crumble. Um, don't get us wrong, it doesn't like, you don't just walk on it once and the whole bone shatters. It does obviously deteriorate over time. And it only really affects children between like the ages of three to 11. Obviously there's gonna be outliers, like there's, there's people, I've actually got a client who got it later on in life as well. Um, but typically it only affects children. And then obviously once the bone has became deformed, eventually the blood supply does come back. Yeah. It's not gonna be known when it comes back though. Um, so once the onset of the disease has occurred, then it's already became deformed and then yeah. that's it. Like, I don't know if I can swear on here, but. Oh, of course, yeah, swear yeah, as much yeah, as you yeah. want. Mate. My mum and dad watch this and tell us off all the time yeah, swearing, but we do. Fuck bitch, fuck bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but then essentially like the hip joint just becomes completely battered. Um, and then, yeah, that's essentially what Perthia's disease is. Yeah. So I got Perthia's disease, I think I was at the back end of eight year old. So I was one of the latest stages within um, Perthia's. I was a very, very fit and young lad. That's a thing when, when I first got it, it was, it wasn't really known as much as what it is now, just mm. due to the development of technology and research and things like that. So when I actually first got pain in my hip, I just went to get out of bed, I put pressure on it and I just dropped to the floor like a sack of potatoes. Like it, it just generally, it was so, the only pain I can describe it of and I can still feel it now was like someone just jamming a knife in your hip. Yeah. So then obviously my mom took us to the doctors and the doctors were just saying, it's, um, it's grown pains, it's grown pains, you, you'll, you'll grow out of it. So obviously because of that, you trust the doctors, I just kept walking on it. And it wasn't as excruciating as it was when I first put pressure on it at that time, but it was really, really uncomfortable. And because of like what I said, the bone begins to crumble. And obviously I was constantly walking on it because the doctors didn't know what it was. So it was just crumbling and crumbling and crumbling. Um, and then it just got to the point where like I couldn't walk. So my mom took us to hospital and then we eventually got referred on to a specialist uh, called Dr. Hemman. I, I literally couldn't sing his praises enough. Like he's probably been one of the most important pe people in my life, to be honest. Um, but then he specializes in Perthia's disease with children. Yeah. So he said, yeah, you've got Perthia's disease. So then what I was given was a wheelchair for numerous years. And he actually missed quite a bit of time of school at first because obviously I couldn't go to school. I couldn't really walk or anything like that. And I was going through a bit of a tough time. So my mom pulled us out of school for a while. And I was numerous, numerous years I was in a wheelchair. Um, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself in terms of the story here. Like no, go on, then I transitioned from wheelchair into crutches. Um, I had two crutches and then I transitioned from the two crutches to one. And then eventually as like the blood supply came back and the bone healed, um, I switched from like the one crutch to none at all. But because of the damage that was done initially, my hip generally looked like a dog chew ball. So when I was working, walking even without the two crutches, like I've still been in pain pretty much ever since. Uh, still to this day, to be honest. So obviously I got it when I was eight and I'm 26 now. And like I've, yeah. I've generally got pain every day, not to the point where it's like excruciating and I can't move. It does get to that, but it's a pain. Like even now when I'm sitting here, I can feel it in my hip and it's discomfort. Is it like a throbbing sort of thing? Yeah. It's more of like uh, like an ache. See, like I'm trying to think of something. Do you know like if you've got like a bad back and yeah. it's cold on a night and it's like achy and you can't get comfortable, mm -hmm. it feels like that all the yeah. time. So is that, is that kind of how you got into coaching? What was your, your fitness journey so, at the start? So that is literally the sole reason why, not necessarily just coaching in general, but I got interested in like the human body. Cause when I was at school, obviously because of that, 
Um, I'm going off topic here. I'll, I'll, I'll leave no, it. Keep rambling. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, I, like, I, I can just waffle for days and I, I like, put my stories here and everywhere. But yeah, so because of that, I got into coaching because because of what happened and the damage that was done with my hip, I really, from a young age, kind of wanted to understand like, like why is it hurting? Like, why is my hip deteriorating? Like, why can't I just go to the doctors and get better? Um, obviously, I was young at the time, you know. Yeah. Um, so then, I, when I was in school, I did sports and exercise science, I think it was. Um, learning a lot about like anatomy and physiology. Obviously, it's like low level knowledge there, but I did really well in that. And I just really wanted to learn more about the physiology side of things. And I wanted to know, right, my hips got better. So how can I necessarily understand the process, how it's got better? Mm-hmm. Like how, how is the bone, like the blood supply started working again? Like how is this glute smaller than this one? Like why is my leg shorter than the other? Like I was just generally interested and I still am to this day. Um, so because of that, I kind of transitioned on going from sports science in school to sports science at college. And then originally what I wanted to do was go into physiotherapy at university. Um, just because I had such a good service with the NHS with what happened with my hip, like I kind of wanted to, like that was the kind of job role I wanted to do because I, I, I looked, she was called Sharon, the person who I had at the time. She was brilliant for my hip. Um, and then I got into that, but I got in at Manchester. And because of my hip, and I got bullied a lot at school, I mean, I was shit myself. Like, I got in and I was like, I, I, can't, do I can't live away from like my mum, my friends, the people who I'm used to. So I just didn't go in there. And then I ended up going to Northumbria, but I didn't get in for physio for Northumbria. So I did sport and exercise science in the hope of doing a master's degree in physio after that. Um, so I did the sport and exercise science degree, uh, did well in that, and then I went in for the interview for the physio, and then I just found I was more interested, and yes, I like the rehab, but my passion was always like physiology and anatomy, like the complex processes behind it rather than the rehabilitation thing. So then I ended up doing a master's in exercise physiology, and then here I am. Here you are. Here I am, here I am, yeah. So I only started my coaching business, what I've got at the minute, I would say two and two years ago, pretty much today, two years ago today, because in the later stages of my life, I had surgery for my hip. So the whole of the process of having Perthy is from eight, literally up until like 24. Um, I didn't have any surgery. I know we we'll talked about this a little bit off the podcast, but um, basically my mom was someone who was, had a friend who had a bad experience with like uh, surgery. So she didn't really want to push us for a surgery unless it was like life or death or was it like, right, do you need this or that's it? Um, which, don't get us wrong, the, the surgeries are good and I do kind of wish that I could have had the surgery um, in a sense because obviously you get the cages and stuff like that and it keeps the, the hip nice and stable so it grows back a little bit better. But like I said, back then the research wasn't yeah. as well known. It's easier said, oh yeah, I wish this, wish that, but could have, should have, would I'm happy where I am today. Um, I went off topic there. What was I saying again? No, I was talking about because you said your mum obviously yeah, wasn't yeah. So, happy with her. Yeah, so my mum obviously didn't let us go in for any of these surgeries. But then it got, uh, I was, I would say I was 23, coming up 24, and I was just in pain, like all like 24-7, like, not even exaggerating, 24-7 from the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed, I was in pain. I never when you go to sleep and you're just like, oh, that was a good night's sleep, I would lie on my back, I would have to lie on my right side, lie on my left side, turning every 30 minutes, eventually I would fall asleep, but I never ever had a good night's sleep. 
I didn't realize I never had a good sinus procedure. So I had the yeah, surgery yeah. and then like about three months after the surgery, I, I was just out like a light and I was like, that was brilliant. And I yeah. never realized how bad of a uh, sleep I used to have. Um, yeah, I got to the point where I was walking around the metro center and I just, I was with my girlfriend at the time and I just broke down and just cried, cried my eyes out. Not because of the pain, but it was just affecting my quality of life more than anything else. I couldn't just go around the shops with my girlfriend and buy a top. I couldn't go to the pictures because when I was sitting in the pictures, I was uncomfortable and I felt like people were looking at us. And obviously they weren't, but when I'm going through that and I consciously know it, you, you, like if someone looks at you, you think, so you're looking at me. And and it was obviously affecting people around us, like obviously Harriet and like my family as well and friends as well, like they're like, oh, do you want to go out? And I would, much as I'd want to, I couldn't because it was yeah. just causing this pain. So then I ended up having the surgery um, and it went really, really well. And for the surgery, it wasn't a major one. So it was it was keyhole surgery where they went in the side of my leg and basically they pulled the hip out slightly and then they just shaved round the hip. It still doesn't look like a normal hip and I'm still like about this much short on one leg, but it moves a lot better because obviously when it was crumbled, it was very, very spiky. So you can imagine if I'm trying to do like a leg extension or any squat movement, it's just grinding and I can feel it as well. I would yeah. stand up and let you feel my hip, but... Yeah, that that, that would be your only fans page, so you know? Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll see that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Set it a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, so yeah, obviously I had that surgery two years ago and basically what happened was, I've still got the Instagram post on my Instagram, which is pretty cool, but I just, I was sat with my girlfriend and I actually got out of film it as well. And I just said, look, like I've put off starting like a coaching business with something that I'm so passionate about for so long. And I put it off because I thought that within this industry, like, cause the, back in the day, the people I used to look up to were like Steve Coog, like Rob Richards, they were shredded to the gills. Like they were stacked, they were on the cover models. And I thought like, no one's gonna wanna listen to fitness advice off a disabled guy. You know what I mean? Like who's gonna wanna listen, listen to advice off peg leg or, or something like that. And it sounds brutal, but I used to think that all the time. And then I just thought after this, fuck it. Like I wanna help as many people that have been through, not necessarily what I've been through, but who are having a bad time, whether it's struggling with weight loss, specifically Perthes as well. I've had a few clients that I've helped with that. Um, and just show them that no matter what you're going through, like you can build a good, like, it doesn't have to be an outrageous physique, but a physique that one you're confident with mm -hmm. and happy with regardless of what you've got going for you. Yeah, it's just maintaining a better quality of life. Like I relate to a lot to obviously your hip um, injury, was a, well not injury, um, was a completely different thing to what I've had. But mine was the same with injuries with my knee and stuff. I was playing football. My head wasn't in it. I was kind of anxious because of the injuries I was had. And I was thinking, oh, they look at me thinking they can see that I'm injured. And then it was affecting my confidence with other things in life in the same sort of thing that you said. Mm -hmm. You can find different sort of also with different processes to kind of achieve the results that you want. It doesn't have to be the, the kind of, I was speaking to, to Ryan about this, everybody gets given the perfect blueprint to look like Steve Cook, to look like, yeah. to look like all these top yeah. cover models and stuff. But not everyone's path gonna be different. People are gonna have injuries or issues or along the way. They're gonna have maybe issues mental health wise, they're gonna have issues with bullying and stuff like that. So not everybody's path's gonna be the same, but it's about focusing on your own process, adapting it the way that you need to. Maybe you're gonna go through tough times and never compare yourself to other people as well because you can look at someone who looks perfect and they're fine. People can look at you now, yeah. they have an amazing physique. Yeah. They look at you in the gym, they're looking great, look at you on Instagram thinking, God, I wish I, like, I wish I looked like him and stuff like that, but they don't know the backstory of what they've been through and they think, God, it's gonna, it, they, they, they're so dedicated, they've had the perfect life stuff and, and everything looks like it's perfect on the outside, but really, on the inside, it's not, it's not a clear path and, and not everything runs smoothly. So it's just, it's great to kind of speak to, come, come speak to yourself because I'm yeah. a similar sort of thing. 
I'm big on obviously talking about people's issues and stuff like that and seeing what you've been through. Obviously, it's a, it's a great kind of thing that you've, you've yeah. done for yourself and creating a business. And you said you put it off for so long. Yeah. Same with me with a lot of things. Everyone puts things off, but it's just about kind of flipping that switch and saying, you know what? doesn't matter what other people think. It's kind of what I want to do. And if you've got a burning passion to go and do something, get your head down and just don't think about it and, and, and kind of go and do it. Yeah. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. Like, like social media, it's literally like the highlight of everyone's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I post workout videos or client success stories and everything, like that is the highlight of either the client or myself for that particular day. Like mm -hmm. you don't understand all the crap what people's going with behind the scenes. Obviously, me with my hip, you with what you've had going on, and the best time to start if you're ever going to start something is literally now. Yeah. I know I kind of contrasted the two there, but. Like you were saying, you put it off, I put it off. Yeah. Everyone always says, I wish I started then, I wish I started yeah. then, because especially nowadays with social media, there's so much pressure. You'll see like a, a sick edit on Instagram or like a, a well put together YouTube video, like yeah. someone's for the girls and you just think, well, I can't do that. But yeah. realistically, you just need to start, man. Yeah, like, people no one's always bothered. think that they don't, can't, they, because the reason they don't want to start is because they can't get to that like top, like we talked about yeah. Steve, top level. Yeah. Like, Realistically, like we're both never going to be Olympic athletes or be like CrossFit Games yeah. athletes, like because we know we have, we have limitations with, mm -hmm. our, with our injuries or whatever it is. But you can still make an unbelievable career and have a very fulfilling life from doing something. Doesn't have to be the top level. Like you know what, people at the top probably don't have the most satisfying life because that is their whole life. There's a lot of pressure on it. Yeah. You can still have a really good career with. It doesn't have to be in fitness. Whatever you have a passion for, doing doing something maybe at a different level. Like you're doing your coaching. Now I'm doing my PT. I'm doing stuff like this. Like. I don't make any money off doing this stuff, but I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy interacting with yeah. people and kind of talking about people's journeys and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, don't feel like like you have to be in the perfect scenario. You have to be at a certain level to, to start something or be a certain person or look a certain way to start something. Yeah. Same with any, any other fitness journey. Like, if you feel like you're, kind of, you're too overweight to start a fitness journey because you're never going to get to the level that you think... You, if you start, things are going to build and momentum is going to mm -hmm. build and you will end up getting to a point where you're like, you know what, actually... I have improved from that person that I was a year ago. And yeah. That's a total personal development, really. Yeah. And I, do you know this? I love what you said about enjoyment because people get caught up on, like, what's the perfect plan? What's the perfect split? Right? I need to go balls to the wall and kill myself this workout to get results, yeah. right? But the best plan is the one that you can stick to. Like, yeah. And it's the one that you enjoy the most. Yeah. Yes, there's, like, all this optimal crap here, there, and everywhere. And I generally... I like the optimal side of things, but if you don't enjoy the plan, it's going to be a hard slog to try and yeah. continue doing the plan after four, six weeks down the line. And that's what like my philosophy is with coaching. Like every single client, they get a plan built specific to them because I just genuinely enjoy seeing them. Not just obviously, it's, it's nice to see them get a mint transformation, yeah. but like like the sex life improves, like they have a better life with the relationship, like work life improves, like they've got yeah. more time to do other things and they're like, oh, this is easy, I can, I can stick to this life. Yeah, and, I've like, said to a lot of people like there's a big transfer over with like having a good fitness sort of health lifestyle. It transfers over into the rest of your life, your work life, yeah. mental health, like, I, like I, in terms of being able to push yourself in the gym, I feel like that transfers over into being able to push yourself at work, like work yeah. a few more hours, being able to yeah, get yeah, your head yeah. down. There's such a transfer over like for anybody who has any sort of like, the struggling with whatever it is, I feel like the gym's a great, it doesn't have to be the gym, it could just be like going for a walk, Any, anything fitness related, there's so much a, so much of a benefit from doing it and things that can transfer over into your life. Yeah, man. Like, I feel like we've just come completely off topic to what we were talking about before, but it's good stuff. No, it's good, man. Like, I, honestly, like, I can just waffle for ages about yeah. anything. Like, <laughs> I, I, this is like my style of content, like, I love it. Yeah, one thing I was going to bring up, which we haven't, 
We didn't get told off having a tripod in the gym there. Oh, the I tripod know. issue. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, everybody was uh, watching this video. When are they going to talk about the tripod issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what for, people who haven't, for people who haven't already seen it, if you're in the fitness industry, you probably have seen it. What, what was the crap with this tripod? Oh, well, it was absolutely ridiculous. Basically, obviously, you know what I am. I'm an online coach, you know what I mean? I film myself, my workouts to not just document the journey, but provide educational advice to what I wish I had when I back in the day when I did it was magazines like men's yeah. health magazines and stuff like that so I just generally like preaching content out to people but anyways I was doing a, a standard workout like I was with a tripod finish my session no problem go home and I get sent off about seven different people do you know this guy and I was like well, what do you mean do I know this guy I'm like, I'm allowed to swear yeah well anyways takes a video of his calls a cunt online just a cunt like straight up cunt and I was like all right well I mean that's a bit harsh and you know what I mean? I've got thick skin. Like, I've been called my whole life, been bullied and everything like that. Like, it doesn't generally affect us too much, but it was just the principle of the guy that called us. It was supposed to be like this online coach, someone who, like me or you, like the one of better people. And instead, he thought it was funny to try and tear someone else down, like online, which for me, like, I'm not going to tolerate because like, I've got lads who I'm coaching at the minute who are aspiring PTs, they're quite nervous individuals. And if that was the first time they generally went into the gym to set up a tripod to, to film a bit of content and post yeah. and they got that like they'd never step foot back back foot in the gym again like they yeah. wouldn't do it like imagine if like you had a kid and you came in he's like oh dad this, this person did this in the gym and, and called us like a cunt you'll be fuming and it, to me like it, i know i'm trying to blow it out of proportion here but realistically it's no different to seeing someone that's overweight or fat and seeing ha look at this fat guy in the gym or someone who's obviously of different race look at this person in the gym you know yeah. what i mean like it, it, it's just a form of bullying really and obviously I didn't expect it to get the traction that I did. Like for me, it's obviously my most viewed video. I've got like 60, it's probably like 70K views now. Um, like blue ticks messages and everything what was mad. But then the people were just, the person who did it was still arguing backwards and forwards with everyone in the comment. And it was just like, take some accountability, it's, it's man. It's mentality of old school. I seen there was a thing at um, a gym down south. I feel like it yeah. was around the same time. Strength was, was it George Osborne? Was it, also, was it somebody else who was filming? It, was, it might have been him. Yeah, I think it but was. But they yeah, like, yeah. kicked off like, no film in the gym, no this, that, and the other. I'm like, mate, it's like, it's the modern day fitness it's industry. It's 2022, man. Like, yeah. And it's just, uh, do you know what it is? I understand like, if someone's got a big ass tripod up, like propped up beside you, like you'd want to be put in it. But like if, if it was me and someone said, and if that same guy said, mate, can you put that away? I would have put that away. Yeah. And it's not as if like I put it slap bang in the middle of a gym so that someone is going to trip over it. I mean, if you can trip over a tripod, that's only five foot. And I mean, that's a yeah, <laughs> task in itself, yeah, really. But um, yeah, like if, if someone asks you uh, to put it away, like just be nice about it. There's no need to try and publicly slander someone online. Obviously it gets all blown out of proportion. Ultraflexors on my case. Owner of Ultraflexors talking to us and... Yeah. It's yeah. crazy that like that's just social media though. But like like you said, it is literally like you're trying to film yourself to provide content and this is your this is your business at the end of the day as well. That's one of the things that you do, you put content on yeah. online. Yeah. That's the thing stopping someone from doing the job. And like you said, it's you're trying to film yourself. You could have been filming yourself for like they don't like a lot of people film themselves to send videos to coaches to get obviously yeah. feedback on on technique and stuff like that. Like like you said about like if it was a fat kid, you're not gonna it's the guy's first day in the gym, he's doing bicep curls the complete wrong day, the wrong way, sorry. If someone goes and films, haha, look at the state, look at the state of that technique, look at the state of what he looks like, like it's the exact same thing. Obviously, slightly different kind of aspects of the side of it, but it's the same sort of thing. Like you're, yeah. you're bullying someone for doing something that they, they enjoy doing, that they're trying to better themselves, they're trying to it's like at the end of the day, we're meant to be a community, it's meant to be a fitness it's community. A, yeah, the, the, the gym's supposed to be a place where people go to escape, all the shit that's went on at work, the crap that they might be having at home, you just go in, try and bet yourself go home and 
the whole situation was downplayed because like I look like a confident guy on Instagram and stuff. If that was like a eighteen year old girl filming for the first time, yeah. pff, mate, that would have went everywhere. Like yeah. the gym would have been sending apology emails. He would have been banned. Like there would have been ruptions. It is bad though if it was a slightly different scenario, like a slightly different person. Yeah, it could have went completely. Like, yeah. like I said, it goes back to like you just said and what I said about oh, if that was a fat kid and someone filmed someone called them fat, like, pff, mate, yeah. there's no difference really. Like you're publicly sharing yeah. someone online in a gym. Yeah. I know it's the fact that it's a, it's a more experienced individual as well who's probably done, yes, fair enough, he's done years in the game, but surely you've got to have still respect for people coming up and wanting to, he could have been someone's role model at one point, like I didn't really know who the guy was, but it could have been someone's role model if he's someone who's been at the gym for a long time, in very good shape, like someone might look at him and think, like, is, why is he doing that sort of thing? It's just, I, I will, obviously I don't want to dig the guy, you know what I mean, but out of all people, it's someone that's an online coach, and if he's going to slander someone he doesn't know, imagine how he treats his clients, you know what I mean? Mm, like, I if know. someone falls off plan, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? That's not good enough. What's not good enough? You know yeah. what I mean? Anyways. Well, that's my out. You're still training all the reflex. Everyone's, everyone's happy. Yeah, still, still training there. Still got my tripod. Bigger than ever I as know. Well. I, you should see the state of this tripod. I was walking around with this massive King Joy tripod. Uh. <laughs> I was a little bit nervous. But I, anyway. I was good, mate. I'll probably not keep people talking too long because I realise I am in your living room and I absolutely stink. I've got me, um, I didn't want to take my shoes off as well because I've got these barefoot shoes on and they absolutely stink. So I apologise for having my shoes. Sorry to your missus. Was it Harriet? Yeah, sorry to your missus. Yeah, I'll just tell you, you've destroyed the room. To be fair, you probably can't see my feet in this because you probably would have never realised if I didn't say anything. You shouldn't have brought it up, mate. It's going to be on my case now. So you're forgetting me, name and you've got my girlfriend on my case. Cheers, mate. This is the worst podcast ever. This YouTube video is not going on at all. It's not happening, mate. But I will probably link up again in the, in, in the future and Zach's going to get a YouTube channel set up. Oh, yeah, I'll stitch them up now. Oh, get on Marcus's oh, case no, as well because no, Marcus no. needs to get... He keeps on saying that because he, obviously he's, he's done it in the past. Yeah. He keeps saying, no, oh, I'm going to get started. So you used to. Yeah, yeah. when, I, when I, find I see him at Graft, mate, I'm going to have to pull him for it. If he starts, I'll start. <laughs> no, but, no, I will start. I will start. I will start. Good, You've so heard it here. There you go. But check, I'll put all Zach's links there down below. Online coaching. You got Instagram. Got a website for us? Just Instagram. Just Instagram. Just yeah. Instagram. Just Instagram. And YouTube soon. Yeah. At Zach underscore underscore Jones CK. That's what, mate. That's what Thank what you mate. very much. No worries, mate. Been Pleasure. Pleasure. Top man. Got your name right at the end eventually. That's the one. <laughs> So thank you very much if you listened to the full episode and thank you again, Zach, for having me over to your house to sit down and have a chat and thank you for the session as well. Like I said before, check Zach out on social media and he is obviously an online coach as well if you're interested in working with him. So that is it for this week. We'll try and get another podcast in over the next few weeks as well. Uh, maybe in one more mark, it seems that people seem to enjoy that one. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, give it a share, give it a like, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whichever you're listening on. And obviously, like I said, the more you can share the podcast, the better helps me out a lot and i appreciate it a lot and feel free to drop your message on instagram on any social media if you have anything to say about the podcast even bad things I'll, I'll reply to your messages so yes thank you very much for listening we'll see you next time this has been process